Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the latest on Zach Wilson? Milk. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're hopeful it's going to be two to four weeks. Realistically, this type of surgery is at least four weeks. So, you know, likelihood it's Joe Black on September 11th against the Ravens regardless. The Rich Eisen Show. Milk. Today's guests. BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Plus, from Netflix's Echoes, actress Michelle Monaghan. And now, it's Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock and Sirius XM 85. We're thrilled to be here. And uh, here with you on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate on the Odyssey app. Those listening to us on our podcast later on, because it's your right we say a good Wednesday to all of you. Hello, Chris Brockman. Good Hello, to see you. Rich. What's up, brother? We're not wearing the same shirt today, are we? I uh, just kind of noticed that. I'm wearing a Lulu uh, dark blue. Okay. All right. That's that dark blue, huh? Because I'm wearing a gray. Good enough. Uh, Mike, I'm I have the same jacket. Mike, you're wearing the same jacket you wore in 2004, as a matter of fact. I love this jacket. I think, that's one, I think that's a Thursday Night Football NFL Network jacket from 2006. It's got the old that's like, o- that's an 06. logo that. Yeah, that's the yeah, inaugural season. I have two of these. And two? Keep... How'd you get two? Come on. I didn't get mine. Come on. Did you Rich. get mine? Come on. <laughs> My license Come plate on. says King of Swag. Come on. You do Rich. not think that I'm not going to get like two of everything? Come on. Hey, um... You always get a backup. Hey, TJ Jefferson, how are you? I love these guys, man. What's up? <laughs> Is that right? Because you, you, you were screaming at Brockman like 10 minutes ago. I mean, you have to understand something. I was something. ready to get the octagon I mean, out. Me and Brockman can yell at each other. I love that dude, man. I'll just say it. You know, we just, we're, we're very passionate. That's nah, what it is. Now you're just putting on, uh, you're putting on something for the the people at home right now. <laughs> nah. If I was mad, I'd be like, I can't stand that guy. And in that the was scorner. 10 minutes ago. Over Skip Bayless, too. Hey, All love, bro. He's a divider. That guy's a divider even when he's not here. <laughs> That's my man. All right. Wait, me or Skip? No, not well Skip. You, buddy. Thanks, All right. Uh, we've got a great show right here. Uh, Kalani Sataki is on this program. BYU coach. Um, this is how desperate I am for information on Zach Wilson. I go right to this. <laughs> Have you spoken to Zach? Tell me. Tell me. I know a few feeling? people you could call <laughs> if you want info on Zach is he, Wilson. Is he up and around right now? Is he, is he okay? Please tell me. Please. Would that be odd if that's how I started the interview? Like as a ball of pot, like a big puddle of Hey, have you talked to Zach lately? <laughs> I mean. You have to work it be in so there. sad. Can you tell oh, me? What can man, you tell me? Funny. Can you tell me something? <laughs> Chris Ian, Rapp- style. Ian Rappaport's on in 18 minutes and and that part of it is one of the reasons why I gave him a ring did you see his tweet yesterday when we went off the air that Zach Wilson week one's not off the table that week seems, one's not off the table. By the way, that seems irresponsible. I don't know if about he has that. Surgery? What? Yesterday? Week one, I mean, and it, then three weeks later, he's going to play a football why not? game. Two to four weeks. It's right in the middle of two to four. Right in the middle of two to four. Let's err on the side of caution. You know what? He's, turn, he's turning. Joe, he's turning <laughs> Joe Flacco into that Brock Osweiler meme, right? <laughs> yeah, the helmet. He thought it's not time, and then, oh my god, there's <laughs> yeah. Peyton Manning running out again. Uh. 
Rich, I care about you and your 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 happiness. And no, you don't. I, I don't want. Uh, <laughs> I want Zach to be as healthy as possible, so you have the no, best chance to barely win games. Oh so, wow! Uh, Says the guy. I want him to go four to six. Says the guy who's got all sorts of issues on offense mm. right now. Is that Especially what you want? since the the quarterback starting a brawl. We got to talk about that later. <laughs> we're not, not going to get into that now. That's not top of the show material. <laughs> there but, are three uh, more today too. Oh my goodness! My, yeah, it's, it's that time of year in training camp, bro. <laughs> You gotta love that. It's that time in training camp because uh, I mean things are, are accelerated. There's only three preseason games, so this yeah. week is going to be the sort of dress rehearsal Boy, week in preseason. And all it's coming, man. Yeah. It is coming. That hard knock is coming. So um, lots happening. Like Dan lots Campbell happen. told him, Rich. Some lots of you guys, happen. this is the last your last chance you're going to get. Lewis Riddick will be here on the program. Um, he's getting set to call Bears Seahawks Thursday and Falcons Jets on Monday. Well, Let's go. Yeah, man. Here we go. That's good. So, Lewis Riddick, always great to chat with one of the top minds on television, talking ball. Michelle Monaghan will be here in studio. Oh, yeah. So, everybody's got to sit up straight <clears throat> and uh, clean your uh, workspaces because the actress on, Michelle Monaghan's uh, returning. I will not be here. What? I mean, you know, Jason gets Jason Feller. Unbelievable. Very sad. I understand. I don't understand. You gotta, you gotta prepare for a first pitch that's 19 hours from now. I got it. <laughs> Brockman, who's your, who's your half day substitute? Do you have one just in case? That's no. Susie, I guess. No. <laughs> she's on a flight home right now, so she's not walking through that door today. She's not walking through that door today. Also, not missing Michelle Monaghan. Like, what are you nuts? My yeah, what's wrong with you, bro? It's all right. Listen, what are you, what are you, what are you doing tonight? FS1. No, I got a Dodgers game tonight. Oh, oh, baby. oh, oh my gosh. I did the Astros. I do number one. What sport is that? Walk off. What sport is that? <laughs> You're done. What's, done. What sport is oh, that? One run in 27 innings what for you guys. What sport is that? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the date today? Baseball? He's throwing <laughs> in the towel. <laughs> I told you to slow your roll. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm, you didn't want to listen to my ass. Give him the date, Brockman. Because it's the date. Exactly. Rich throws in the towel. Let me pull up the MLB standings oh, real I'm quick. Just, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's called the team that sucks from New York. That's perfect. You just name them that. Two and eight. Two and eight. Not the one in Queens. And not the one that plays at Cityfield. They're two and ten in the last 12. It's terrible, so it's man. What but happened? Nine games up on the Rays. That's right. Poopy Stadium they should change it oh to. Whoa, whoa. Listen, whoa. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen to him. Easy, Listen easy. to him. I'm very, very upset. I'm down. I'm sorry. So uh, lots to talk about on this program. I'd stay I'd stay put. Uh, we're, we're, we're in the mood. Um, Mike's going to have more dumb candy takes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's De Niro's 79th birthday. Hey, a great I, poll hey, question. Talking so there's lots to, there's lots to uh, discuss today. First item up for bids on this particular program. A popcorn maker? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Because I know the price of that. No. <laughs> Two Harleys. So, first item up for bids on this here edition of the Rich Eisen Show is a seasoned line, a seasoned long story arc, as we say in the business. There's in the NFL. There's week to week storylines, and then there's an arc that goes through the entire season. Where you take a look at the Bills, that's a storyline for the entire season. They, they're expected to go the, all the way to the Super Bowl. They are. And maybe win it. Um, so that's a season-long storyline arc. That's By the way, that's a that's a Hollywood term, isn't it? It's a screenwriter's term. It's a scriptwriter's term. An arc. A, ar- a character it's not, not It's not like you're putting animals by two. It's 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 it's, it's, it's an actual <laughs> no, Andy. You know, um, design uh, or shape, an arc. Um, so here's a storyline arc for the entire season how will the packers offense look without Devonte adams mm-hmm. how will they be able to navigate a full 
17-game, 18-week season with 12 not uh, having 17. How will that look? Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, as he's known in GB, he's now in KC, and I pointed out how he's going to fit in quite well there, I think. And, um, you know, Alan Lazard, it's time for Lazard to step up to be a number one guy, and Aaron Rodgers has been talking him up and believes he can be a number one guy. He even had his tongue firmly planted in cheek in his first press availability of the summer, saying that he, uh, you know, he's going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer as well at his position, as Devontae Adams referred to Derek Carr in Vegas. Well, how's it working with the kids? Are the kids all right? Romeo Dobbs, who was drafted at the position this past year, he caught the first touchdown of the preseason. Nice throw from Jordan Love. What about practice? That's where things have to come together. That's when Aaron Rodgers gives that high sign to somebody, that little look, right? How's it going? Apparently not so great. <laughs> this is a man who chooses his words very carefully. He understands that what comes out of his mouth, certainly when it involves behind-the-scenes nuts and bolts about an issue that he knows is going to be talked about. He knows is a season-long storyline arc. He knows when he talks about this stuff, it will stand out. And he talked about it. This is what he had to say after, apparently, a Tuesday practice that uh, didn't go all that well with his young wide receivers dropping some passes. The young guys... You know, they got to, especially young receivers, we got to be way more consistent. You know, a lot of, a lot of drops, a lot of, uh, you know, bad route decisions, run the wrong route. So we got to, we got to get better in that area. Keep dropping the ball, you're not going to be out there. So it's going to be the most reliable guys that are out there. The, the preparation and the, and the job responsibility is most important. Uh, there's going to be physical mistakes that we talked about, but, uh, you know, if you're going out there and dropping the ball and, and somebody else behind you is in the right spot all the time and catching the ball, that guy's going to play. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. It really is. Uh, we're going to play our best guys, you know, when the season starts. Um, and whoever those guys are, those guys are going to get the reps. And it's the guys I trust the most and the guys that the coaching staff trust the most. And a lot of it is just this simple responsibility in the offense. You know, it, it way before, you know, body positioning and movement and the throw and all that stuff it's are you doing it are you in the right spot at the right time you know are you running the right route there you go yikes that is public the professor calling out the students need to show your work a little bit better you need to come to class more prepared you need to get ready for the big test coming up on september 11th in minnesota Mm-hmm. So says Aaron Rodgers. And this is unique. He doesn't usually do this sort of thing at all. What does he usually do? Well, we actually got a glimpse of what he usually does behind the scenes in practice, in training camp, with young players to hold them accountable. And usually these folks have their P's and Q's already lined up everything's usually buttoned up because Aaron Rodgers expects it and you don't want to disappoint him Aaron Jones told us exactly that when he appeared on this show last month 
He's our leader. He gets everybody going. Um, he holds everybody accountable and to a high standard. Uh, he expects greatness out of you, and um, you just got to prove yourself day in, day out with him. Can you give me an example of how he does that? Please, Aaron Jones. Um, um, yeah, so we might be in, we might be in the huddle, and it might be a certain play called, and he might get up to the line of scrimmage just to see if guys have been in their playbook or studying, uh, change up the play, throw out a signal, and really give God give him a, a little chance to communicate. But if you're wearing in your playbook, he's gonna know on that play, and then he'll he'll come out and he'll talk to you, pull you to the side, and like, hey, this is why I changed it. I'm testing you, and and you see him do it a lot to the younger guys, and. Um, and then that's how they know, hey, like I got to gain his trust. I want to be on the field. I got to know this stuff. Have you seen him do that to somebody on a certain play? And then when it comes time to actually use it in the game, he uses it to success. And then they kind of share a moment like, remember remember back in July, back in August? That's why we did it. Have you, have oh, you yeah, witnessed I've that? Seen, I've seen it happen uh, many times. And uh, and it just that's what it's about in practice. You're not going to be perfect, but you you get it down and you you make that mistake, but you don't make that mistake again. And uh, you learn from it. And then when it's time to go execute it, you go execute it, and you look back at those moments and those are teaching and learning moments. And you you thank them. You really thank them for that. That's it. Which one of these wide receivers in week three, week four, week five is going to thank him for that? Hmm. Is it Dobbs? Dobbs had that touchdown pass, but he's he's a rookie. Juwan Winfrey, year three. What else we got? Amari Rogers. Yeah, year two for him. Year two for him. Who's going to step up? Because it's Watkins, Cobb at the wide receiver position, and Lazard. And one of them goes down. You need a fourth receiver. You need a fifth receiver. Who's going to step up? And Rogers is on the case. And he has felt compelled to say something publicly. I will add another Rogers phrase to the equation. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. He's got it. He's got it. But if he's going to start throwing around and there's going to be some drop season things of that nature, somebody's going to hear it. And you know who's not going to feel the pressure? It won't be Rodgers. It'll be the players who don't catch the ball. And then essentially Gutekunst, right? The groceries. Who's shopping for them? Mm-mm-mm. August 16th. I know today's the 17th. But August 16th, remember that date when Aaron Rodgers stepped out to the microphone and talked about family business mm-hmm. with people outside the family. So there is cause for concern right now, but Rodgers has a process. You heard about it with Aaron Jones. Maybe he is just switching up the play at the last second to see who knows what's what because he knows now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Heaven forbid, week one, September 11th, looks like week one for the Packers last year. Remember when they got the doors blown off? By the Saints. By the Saints. Remember that? In Jacksonville. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the Saints couldn't play in the Superdome because of the hurricane. And so, you remember that? Boy, it'll be DEFCON 1 there because everyone will feel... They don't have the horses. Last year, that wasn't the issue. Remember, I think, was it Cower who said that Rodgers looked like he didn't care or something like that? 
Everyone's and there was wondering also, like, the weird conspiracy that he was tanking. He was tanking because he wouldn't have his contract. Right. He was an unhappy camper still because he came back late, too, yeah. and he wasn't there in the offseason. It was Rogers' fault, and, of course, as you know, they wound up being the one seed anyway. So I guess R-E-L-A-X. They won seven in a row after that. But the guy who <laughs> R-E-L-A-X is for you felt the need to say something, put a pin in that. That's part of the storyline Season-long storyline arc for the Green Bay Packers. There's still no pressure for Aaron? Nope. None? Okay. No, I mean, what, is he going to put pressure on himself to keep throwing the ball exactly where it needs to be? (laughs) He can't control the youth and the greenness of these Green Bay Packer receivers. How can he control it? What he can do is coach them up and put the pressure on them. Hey, man, this is Aaron freaking Rodgers in the remaining window of his career. It could last as long as Brady's window until he's 45. But, I mean, right now, it is a pretty big year. But there's still no pressure on him. What's the pressure? The pressure is to elevate these young kids to his superstar status. He's trying. He's called them out out in the media now. So they know this is part of his arsenal as well. He hasn't really had to pull out because he's got Devontae Adams leading the charge the last few years. Just keep an eye on all that. That's all. That's all. And don't take the cheese that the pa- the Packers are going to stink on ice. That's the cheese that's going to be out there throughout the sports media world. Don't take that take cheese. The, telling the Packers not to take the cheese. I just told the Packers cheese heads not to take that cheese. That's correct. <laughs> I did do that. Let's take a break right here on this program. Ian Rappaport will join us next. I believe he's in Jaguars camp. Cannot wait to talk with him. And then uh, we'll also have Lewis Riddick on the program talking more ball. 844-204-RICH is the number for you to dial to talk with us. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Lots popping in the National Football League, as always, in the middle of August, on the cusp of the second preseason week, which in this now shortened preseason world, this is the dress rehearsal. This is it. This is where a lot of rubber is going to meet the road. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, I believe from Jaguars camp, is none other than our friend Rap Sheet himself from the NFL Media Group, Ian Rappaport. How you doing, Ian? What's going on, Rich? How are you? What's going on there? Are they fired up about Javon Walker? They made the right choice in their minds, and they see Trevor Lawrence and Urban Myers not, not the coach anymore. I mean, walk well, me through Urban what's Myers that. Urban Myers in here. Yeah, I, it's interesting that hasn't come up in any of my conversations today. Mm. Um, not, not a lot of people are saying anything like, "Man, can you believe that we had Urban Meyer and it was such a disaster?" Like, definitely has not come up with every single person I've spoken with today. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is your tongue firmly planted in cheek there, Ian? Or is that is that what it is, or what? It is, or- it is funny that, like, you know, this is, you know, I've talked to a bunch of coaches here, as I tend to do when I go to these places, and right. like, it's a it's a staff of really like good good dudes, right? Like Doug Peterson is great, Press Taylor is great. I spoke to both those guys. Um, very different from the Urban Meyer regime. You know, a couple of players I've talked to are like, whoo, a little different. You know, and I think, like, you know, it, it, you don't have to – coaches are not always nice to everyone, and I think that's okay. You can coach really hard. You can coach beyond hard and still get success. The biggest takeaway, like, kind of looking back on the Urban Meyer thing, is there was not a lot of coaching that went on here last year. Like, I have no idea what Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Um, but I don't know if we can judge anything from last year because he just really wasn't coached well. Um, and that kind of sucks, um, but I think it's going to be better this year. And, you know, the offense is interesting. Um, Trayvon Walker does seem to be the real deal. The defense was really good the other night. Um, this, you know, there's some things going on here. There's some things, Rich. There's some things going on in Jacksonville. That's the headline from Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is going on with Deshaun Watson and the disciplinary appeal? What do you got for me on that? Uh, well, we are still waiting for the for Peter Harvey to make his ruling. Um, we will see if it gets there. You know, the longer he waits, uh, and and look, I mean, he there was supposed to be an expedited appeal. If the two sides reach a settlement, then there's no reason for there is supposed to be an expedited ruling. I should say, if the two sides reach a settlement, there's no reason for him to rule. And the NFL has made it clear they want a full year. Roger Goodell came out very publicly, I would say, in somewhat uncharacteristic fashion and stated that he wanted a year and why. Deshaun Watson has six games in his pocket right now um, from Judge Sue L. Robinson. So, you know, there is a chance that the two sides end up meeting somewhere that's an acceptable place, and they have a settlement, which would mean, you know, Deshaun gets suspended more than the six games. Potentially the league gets less than the year they want. Also means it's over, and it doesn't hang over the entire season. You know, none of this is good. It's all been bad, but at least that's the best of a bad situation in just that it's over. Um, so the longer it waits, the more 
likely it is a settlement happens, but we'll see if one actually does end up happening. So there's a conversation between the Watson side and the Players Association together with the NFL to see if they can actually uh, avoid a ruling yeah. coming down, which would then lead to potential legal action. Um, so the, right. that's neither side wants a legal action. Is that what you're saying right now? Well, I mean, you know, the league certainly doesn't. I mean, you remember what it was like. Yeah. You know, think about those game day mornings when we would be like, <laughs> all right, well, Ezekiel Elliott is in, you know, federal court. Like, nobody wants that, you know? Right. Nobody wants to cut to Tom Pelissero standing in front of a federal courthouse in a suit, right? <laughs> nobody wants that. Um, no offense to Tom, but he's probably... Or his, or his tailor. Or his tailor, Ian. Or his tailor. You said in a suit, he, so, right. Tom loves his tailor. Um, <laughs> Hammer made, I think, is his tailor. He puts it all over social wow. media. Tom loves his tailor. Damn. Oh, I'll yeah. stick to Rick Soto, my tailor. Oh, boy. Tom loves lot, his own. Lots of, lots of run going on. Who's here. your tailor, Rick? I don't have one, Ian. I don't have one. Wow. <laughs> you don't have a have personal one. guy? Come on. Wow. My Taylor is my daughter. That's what her name is. <laughs> hey. Her name is Taylor. T-A-Y-L-O-R. And we like Literally is your yeah, That's about it. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. No, but, but so, you know, the league doesn't want that. And then, you know, the NFLPA, Deshaun Watson doesn't want that. Nobody wants to take the NFL to federal court. So if they can come with some sort of settlement, I think that would make some sense. I'll just say that. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. The um, What is the story that's out there right now that actually – with whether it is a quarterback competition or or Zach Wilson uh, that will affect uh, Week One that you 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 feel with certainty is going to affect Week One right now. I mean yeah. the Zach Wilson thing that was quite a, Rich. I know you were going through it. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> you know I was going through it because you were literally the first person I texted when the news hit. I'm like, come on. Yes. I think those might be the two words I sent you. <laughs> So uh, I think that yes. was, yes. Yes, you were the first. I thought it might be, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting because, like, if you look at it, I'm, I mean, I've watched the hit a bunch, and I know you have two, the, not the hit, but the play a bunch. Non-contact, knee buckled, <laughs> looked horrendous. I mean, just looked terrible. And, you know, everyone on Twitter is speculating, like, Jimmy G, he's out for, you know, Zach's out for the season and everything bad, and then, you dig into it a little bit, and everybody was like, well, hang on. You know, it's not actually, like, we think the ACL is okay. And then I heard that there was a little, you know, sort of a reoccurrence of his PCL. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not great, but not an ACL. So, and then it's like bone bruise, which is something, not nothing. Um, and surgery, something, not nothing. But nothing that's going to keep him out for the season. So, like, might you have Joe Flacco for a game or no more? Like, you might, but... He's going to play this season, which I think is a very good sign. Okay, so you said it, it's possible week one too. Is that what you said? Based yeah, on yeah, your... I would say outside chance of week one. You know, and I, you know, it's judging something from a month from now or three and a half weeks from now or whatever. Like that's hard. So I would never want to do that because everyone is different. So I would say, yeah, week one is still in play. He has a chance, but probably more of an outside chance. And then why is Flacco being mentioned over Mike White? What, what, what can you tell about the inside of what the Jets might do if Wilson does need extra time? What do you got for me on I that? I mean, it seems that Joe Flacco has had a really good training camp. And, like, you know, judging the comments from coaches and judging the play of someone in training camp is always difficult because every year there's someone or many someones who seem awesome and the season starts and you're like, huh. 
Remember we were talking about him? Like, there's always a couple of those. Seems that Joe Flacco has been really good. And I do not get the sense uh, at all that the Jets are interested in Jimmy G. I do get the sense that it's going to be Joe Flacco if they need another quarterback. And they think he's going to be really good. And that whole thing is, I think, really, 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 really interesting to me. Okay. And then staying in the AFC East, what is going on with the, the multiple play calling in New England? What's your sense of that, Ian Rappaport? <laughs> now, this, this is a great storyline. I enjoy this storyline. <laughs> oh, I, I do, because it's peak Belichick. You know, it's like, it's an inner football thing that no one really understands. And he definitely understands a lot better than us. And, like, it doesn't really matter who the play caller is. Like, whether it's Joe Judge or Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick itself, like, it's not going to really change anyone. It's not going to change my life, right? Um, but it is really fun to discuss and try to figure out. So that's kind of where we are. Um, I, I think the Patriots are still trying to figure out how it's going to work. But I know this. Joe Judge will be involved. Matt Patricia, who will do a lot of the run game stuff and is with the O-line, will be involved. Bill Belichick, who I think last year was heavy, heavy-handed in the defense, will be more heavy-handed in the offense this year. I expect that. And, like, there's been many years, as you know, when we've been like, oh, can you believe what's going on in the box? We're like, I can't believe they did this. And then they end up fine. I would assume this year, just like every other year, they'll end up fine. Hmm. This is just, he just, and he just won't say what the process is. He says there is one, and he says it's too right, long it's to like, talk about. It's right. It's what he said in his recent press conference. Yeah, we don't have the time to get right. into it. You know? Whereas, like, you know, you ask him on a Friday afternoon about, like, the evolution of the fullback, and he's like, cool, I'll give you seven minutes on, you know, like, the evolution of the fullback. It's one of my favorite Belichick. It's true. You're not wrong. You've been there. You've done that, Ian. You've been part uh, of that. You've been part of that fray. Okay. I mean, yeah, when you're on the beat and you're like, okay, cool, I'll transcribe this last question and, you know, send out to all the other beat writers. You're like, great, I got the fullback question. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So Drew Locke getting COVID, that means it's going to be, um, it's going to be none other than Geno Smith you're- taking on the yeah. Bears which makes that an interesting scenario. How do you see this affecting the quarterback choice for Pete Carroll now in Seattle? And does Jimmy G yeah. at all somehow figure into this still? What do you got for me you know, on that? Let me get to the Jimmy G thing first. Go for um, it. Because everyone has been assuming that if Jimmy G gets cut, which you know it seems to be the way it's headed, we'll see if there's an injury or something. That seems to be the way it's headed. Um, you know, send them right to Seattle, right? That's what the 49ers don't want. Is they don't want Jimmy Garoppolo siding in Seattle. Okay, possible. Let's say you're Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's say you do get cut, and it's August 31st. When's cut down day? 30th. Yeah, it'll right? be, well, 30th is the day of uh, yeah the rec- day of reckoning. So he'd be free okay. to look around that night, and then uh, I just throw the 31st, yeah. first full day of freedom, yes, for him. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh-huh. And you, you're more of a... You know, I, I, I am not I'm not one of punditry. How good do you think the Seahawks will be? Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit better than people think. Um, you know, uh, but I understand what you're going for. I'll 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 bite. Right. Keep going. Keep okay. going. So let's assume that we don't know how good they are. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. If you're Jimmy G and you say, all right, historically there are some quarterback injuries. 
week one, two, three, by week four, someone will be injured. Might it make sense to just wait? Say, you know what? I'm just going to chill, and I'm going to jump on the biggest bandwagon I can find, and I'm going to be on the best team, and I'm going to take some teams to the playoffs. That is, there is an argument to be had that that is the best case scenario because who cares how much money he makes this year? Whether it's you know eight or six, like does it really matter? No, I mean it would matter to me, but not to him. Um, waiting makes sense rather than say, all right, well I'm just going to go to Seattle because I'll be the star. Like, so there's at some point that will be a very interesting discussion, and I'm curious which way it goes. And then what about the Seattle aspect of it? Is this now going to be Geno has the leg up because yeah. Drew Locke can't I mean, play in this game, do you think? Yeah, and that's, you know, all you really want, like if you're Pete Carroll, all you really want is just a full and fair evaluation. And, like, COVID mm. has sucked for two years, so, like, not total surprise that it continues to suck. <laughs> um, but that is, like, that's too bad because this was going to be his, you know, it's going to be one start for Gino, one start for Drew Locke. And Drew Locke played with the ones in practice. did not sound like it went very well. Uh, but he was going to start this game, and then a decision would be made. You know, could they – have Drew Locke start week three and then make a decision? Definitely could. You know, you got a long time between week three and the end of the season, or the beginning of the season, so that's possible, but it definitely throws a wrench in some plans. I'll say that. What's the scoop with um, with the Carolina quarterback situation? What do you got for me there, Ian Rappaport? So the plan was to make a decision after, uh, after New England joined practice in that game, so that would be you know, probably early next week. I mean, it seems the leg up is still to Baker Mayfield. I would be surprised at this point if he's not the starter. But you'd also like if he got there and earn it. Now, when I was there in Carolina with Mike Garofolo, certainly Baker looked at that point like the better quarterback. Um, so maybe that's the way it, it, it sort of stays. Um, you know, I, I don't know when they'll make a final decision, but I would expect, um, I would expect that's going to be the eventual outcome. So, it, because why? Because the, the sense for me is, why else do you trade for him? If Darnold's the guy, you saw him all last year, and you've seen him all minicamp, you saw yeah. him all May, and now you're going to, I mean, even though it was truly no skin off their nose, I mean, what is it, like a, a provisional draft choice two drafts from now, right? So the the question is is why why wouldn't it be him certainly when they're playing cleveland week 1 i mean my word why wouldn't you do that you know yeah i mean that's yeah is that it's it? going to be interesting yeah i think you know the the sense i always got was if you knew darnold was going to be the guy then you would not give up draft capital i'm like they you know that that thing took a while and i thought it was going to happen during the draft i mean i had my tweets ready during day three of the you know, <laughs> yeah, no. you're sitting up there in the cosmopolitan or you know uh, up on your terrace yeah, i remember I, that tweets tweets are all ready to rock I'm, I'm good to go i got everything written it just never happened um and so it took forever so you know donald was w- what they wanted in otas i don't think they make the trade so um yeah i mean i would say that's that's probably and i think it's, it's overall understanding the offense it's the ability to make big plays you know Donald makes a lot of mistakes. Um, and, you know, I would imagine you probably know this, but there are times that he'll throw something and you're like, how? Like, how does that happen? Um, <laughs> and so I think Baker will be more secure and kind of settled with a little more upside. All right, and then uh, last one for you, since you were just mentioned the draft right there, Ian Rappaport. Now you were had the uh, the tweets about Mayfield being traded all set and that never happened. 
And uh, going into that week, it was Debo mania, right? It was going to be like, oh, yeah. w- was he going to get traded? Because he's demanded one, and part of his reason why. Did you why know that Debo was in Vegas? I heard that story um, from maybe from you, right? I mean, he was there, huh? He, he was, was, yeah. So we heard that he was there, kind of hanging out, right? And so I sent uh, one of our producers to go down and be like, hey, see if he'll do an interview. And he was like, tell you, and I say hi, but no. <laughs> um, which I thought was pretty funny. And so he declined, uh, and but was just there hanging out, and we were talking about him for a week. But anyway, go ahead. No, so uh, isn't it amazing how that uh, all got taken care of, and it just turned out to be money, I guess, and, and Lance is the guy there? What are you hearing out of 49ers camp now that it's actually quiet there on that front? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was interesting that we spent all the time talking about role. And I know the 49ers have downplayed that. Like, my understanding is that was pretty real. And the fact that they're going to use him as a receiver while also sprinkling in some carries, like, as a receiver, emphasis on that. Like, I think that's a good thing, and that helped the deal. Um, you know, could it, could it, I think it, had he been happy all the way, we would have avoided all of this. So there was definitely, like, right. he definitely wanted to be traded at some point. So, like, I can't pretend that none of that happened. Um, but I do think it'll be going uh, sort of in a better place going forward. As far as Trey Lance, you know, the reports out of camp have been okay. It doesn't sound like he's had the greatest camp. It mm-hmm. sounds like he's made a lot of wow plays and had some inaccuracy. So that's probably what it's going to be. I mean, you know, if he's completing near 50% of his passes but with some really good runs and some big pass plays, I'll be like, okay, that's kind of like what I expect. You know, what you want is just, you want him to give you some explosive plays, a little more than Jimmy G gave you, even though Jimmy G took him to two conference title games. So it's going to be interesting. He's sort of been up and down, but you know, I'd say at the beginning at least, that's probably to be expected. And he's week one in Chicago. Is he going to have to deal with Roquan Smith on the other side of the ball, do you think? Uh, we shall see. Um, you know, That's certainly a fascinating situation for a lot of different reasons. You know, I know the Bears would still like to get a deal done, um, and, you know, Ro- Roquan in his letter, you know, really left it open as far as, like, if the owner steps in, we could probably do this. So we'll see if something ends up getting done. Um, I think it's possible, but, you know, and it would be expensive, but kind of player he is, so I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, I know I said one last one, but you're too good. I got one last one for you. Just give me a couple minutes on this one, Ian Rappaport, because everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers calling out his – young receivers. What are you hearing out of Green Bay that's uh, maybe concerning or uh, enough to raise Rodgers' level of concern to do something he rarely does, which is air his concerns publicly? What do you got for me on that front? Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes when, like, something will happen in the media and you're kind of like, ah, you know, we're making too much of this. Like, this seems to be a thing, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers does not do anything by accident. He doesn't do anything by – he doesn't, like, slip and just be like, oops. You know, it's like, think about how many years we spent analyzing his words about his future and what's going to – like, you know, he is a smart guy who says – who means what he says, basically. So I think it needs to be a little better. And, you know, now that we know he's sort of on the same page with the front office, what do we read into it? Like, is this him saying, like, need to be better or else? Is this him calling attention to, like – Let's make sure we're kind of up to snuff. I don't know. But 
Definitely not nothing. And definitely going to keep our eyes on the receivers for the next two and a half weeks. Ian, thanks very much. Safe travels. Let's do this uh, again. Greatly appreciate it. I do hope to see you soon, man. You be well. All right. Sounds good, Rich. Always enjoy, man. Take there you care. go. That right back at you. That's Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet here on the program. He's he gone. He doesn't want to talk to a Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Mets are having a little trouble this week. Oh, is that right? Lost two in a row to the Braves. Oh, my goodness. I didn't trouble. notice. I didn't notice. I stopped following the sport about 72 hours ago. Wow. On yeah. August 14th, right? Um, August, it's the 17th, right? Yeah. What's their lead now? Nine games. Okay, okay. Got it. It was like 17. The old fan grass is still 100%. That Am I, I going to have to declare him the winner of your date war? Because no. he kept giving no, you the he's date. Given up. He just and said you he gave up. You stopped following baseball. So technically, uh, he, that, if you, you just tapped out. That means he just won this whole thing. That I, you I mean, I granted, just, I stopped watching baseball. He stopped watching I mean, baseball Rodman in May. Know baseball uh, exists. Like a month ago. Uh, unless Rafael Devers homers against the Yankees. Maybe. Then I yeah, see yeah, a Devers bomb yeah. emoji <laughs> like he's 10. Won the series. Devers bomb. Ooh. I haven't seen that before. Well, he doesn't let me tweet it. Let me tweet it. Let me tweet it. All the time. Let me tweet it in caps. Let me do it without an emoji. All bomb. The Boom. Time Kaboom. The All right. Look who stepped in the room. Hey. Well, we'll take a break. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the dog. Following. The dog. And well, of course, the dog and Mac Jones. Yeah. Oh. Was barking yesterday uh, in wow, training wow. camp. Wait till you hear this. Ooh, if you already haven't. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.